G'day, punters. Welcome to the mailbag. Pete Anthony is joined by Rob Scurry to talk everything that happened there at Randwick on Saturday. Very interesting meeting. Crucial data from punting form going forward to some of the grand finals for a couple of these horses. But Rob, uh, welcome back to the review for yourself. Uh, how'd you find the day overall? Uh, it's a frustrating day for me. I uh, just, just um, tallied it up. We've had eight bets for the service and six have run second and one at Cliff's Art was a close up third. And yeah, still getting over it. Um, slept okay. Um, <laughs> had my daughter's uh, sleepover party with six kids and they're up to 2am. So I think the fact that the lack of sleep Saturday night helps Sunday night. I, you also copped one of the worst beats, I think, so far of this year, of the calendar year 2023, with um, the last race there and the protest, but obviously running third on a horse that arguably could have won. I think it's no doubt it would have won. Yeah. It was going to go straight past them. God, I felt good when Zach, and we will talk about Zach, I'm sure, but when yeah. he kind of popped off the fence a little bit, about 500 out just before the corner, I thought, we are on here. And, um, yeah, Zach Lloyd, um, it cost me a fortune. Again, he did it to me on Friday when he got that <laughs> thing home against Iron Mask, <laughs> Rachel King flapping away at Newcastle. And, uh, yeah, he's just drifted out and you know, the horse has almost fallen. And I just looked at the results at 0.13 off the winner, which is, I guess, like a head, yeah. you know. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Tycho and Evie, God, she looked good. But um, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the two-year-olds because, I mean, they're, the grand final's coming up. It's only a couple of weeks away at Golden Slipper. We'll start with the Todman for the Colts and Geldings. Slow tempo race, so 2.4 lengths slow to the 600 on punting forms data. Cylinder. Now, this horse, I, look, I, I completely stuffed this. I should have actually looked more into this race because the horse had a really nice setup. It was coming from a strong overall figure. In fact, the strongest figure leading into this race and it just looked like it was going to have the final drop on Red Resistance, the obvious leader, uh, militarised Empire of Japan, Cafe Millennium, were never in it. But what did you think from a yard point of view? I thought I'd never seen Red Resistance better. Um, you know, bordering on Sharpie, he wasn't as sweaty as he usually gets. Um, and I thought typical of Godolphin um, Cylinder looked a little bit soft, like its grand final was two weeks away. Um but I wasn't keen. To, it was a no bet race for me. I wasn't keen to take that two fifty, whatever it was, about red resistance. Uh, the other ones, um, they all, they all look pretty good. Um, yeah, the, obviously the Chris Waller militarised is, is run pretty well. But you know they were gapped here, and I think special mention must be made that this cylinder won an outside lead, which was mm. a bit of a death spot all day. Um, so I can't see him turning the tables on him. And, yeah, if he's not, he should be favourite for the Golden Slipper. Okay, so he's – well, he is now favourite for uh, – sorry, $3.70, Learning to Fly is four fifty, And then you've got Red Resistance, 7, King's Gambit, 11, Don Corleone, 13, with Little Bros. Uh, so this is the the way you're angling. You're angling for the Colts. Yeah, um, but I, I, we're going to talk about the Phillies. I Maybe we just jump straight in there because um, yeah. you, you didn't mention my my first second of the day. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so we go straight into the Riesling um, for the Phillies, as you mentioned. Now, this is such an interesting data race. Very fast tempo. They've gone the best part of six lengths fast to 600 here. And then they just haven't kept going or haven't been able to keep going with it. So they've actually run an inferior figure to the Colts 
um, learning to fly, challenged by Facile. Uh, there was a gap to cigar flick in the debutante, um, Mathcura, uh, basically just stopped. Yeah. The, it, the first it, second, yeah. Well, I, I just thought um, learning to fly looked at top and I've been watching for seal. She's been looked pretty heavy every start and um, she just looked like she improved again. And I thought the prop get price gap was too much between them. So it was, it was a bet to win you know, eight, eight units or nine units. So like, it's like five thirty versus like one seventy five. Yep. And um, Tim Clark's j- jumped it out. And um, I think it's J Max on the winner and, or no, Chad, um, yep. Chad just said, no, nah, you're not crossing. And that's why they've gone so fast. They've gone past me, 250 out, and I thought, um, it's going to be close. Um, I'm on here. Um, but, yeah, she's got a really good attitude, this learning to fly. And, um, yeah, she's she's a, she's a trier and a winner. For her, it's a, it's a case, I think, of, of maintaining, um, whereas the other one, I think, can improve a little bit. So you didn't mention her in the slipper market. Why not? Where is she? Well, she's uh, second favourite, $4.50. Um, oh, no, not learning to fly the oh, seal. The seal. Um let me she's, see. Yeah, she's what? Why? There's half a length between half. There's a half a head. A head. Whatever. Half a head. Head. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. So just that's, behind little bros. That's that's wrong. Um, she she should be equal with Lonnie to fly. Like I said, the, the data coming out of this race when I first had a look at it last or Sunday night, I thought this reminds me a lot of the Blue Sapphire where there was Ranting, Hanseatic and Anders and it was a narrow finish between only the three of them in the one race, but they went deceptively fast. In fact, I think they on that occasion they went the best part of 10 lengths fast to the 600 and it kind of just gassed them. They were three-year-olds, early season three-year-olds at that point, but they just never did anything afterwards because they just went too hard and they couldn't actually handle it. Uh, that's, that's there good, might good. be a small risk of that here, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, as I said, I think I think that should be the same price. Uh, I can't understand why one's four times the price of the other when there's a half head in it. And you know, we haven't talked about this either. It was that six meter rail. Mm-hmm. You know, lanes one and two were distinctly advantaged. This often happens in this rail position. Yeah, um, that facile's just. A torture, torturous horse for me. I was on it the previous start. It was three wide, no cover, and it doubled in price and still only just got beat uh, late in the event. So I haven't had a great uh, couple of weeks backing for Seal. Well, you know, good bet. Moral victory. Yeah, moral victory. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's she's a lovely walker, and I think she's got more improvement. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, learning to fly is obviously a real professional with a good attitude and a will to win. She's a winner. Yep. Okay, um, should we skip to the challenge stakes? The 1,000-metre yep. scamper, slow-tempo race, uh, 3.9 lengths slow to the 600. So it's just uh, the leader's obviously gone slow to the 600, but some of these have gone incredibly slow. And passive-aggressive has, again, settled outside the leader and managed to get past Eduardo there on the line. Gear kick was never in it, but has run particularly well late after effectively just being out of contention given how slowly they went, but has finished off with the fastest 800, 600, 400, 200 of the day. Rob, Eduardo is one of your old favourites. How did he look first up and then passive aggressive? Was that the first time you would have seen this man? Yeah, it is. I've never seen it before. Um, Eduardo looks super, but in my head, you know, I old Maxi for the prior stable have been excited. I've been telling him that he should be retired. Mm. So, you know, I'd, I'd already made up my mind. I'm not, I'm not back in Eduardo. And, um, 
he looked great. He was doing his little head nod, very forward. Um, I've got a feeling this might have been his chance here a little bit um, to win. Uh, passive aggressive, lovely walking horse, um, a little bit sweaty. You know, you, you look, when you look at the yard, this quality of animal, any sort of blemish is, you know, enough to sort of half turn you off things. And I was on remark here. Um, you might have listened to Jack, follow it anywhere um, yeah. a little bit. And I had a good, you know, I'd never backed it in my life until I backed it first up when it won well with a ridiculously strong figure and got found out a little bit against the sort of, uh, I'm going to call this a B, B plus sprinters. You know, Eduardo obviously um, has been an A plus, but, you know, I, I just think he's on the wane a little bit and I, I can't see him turning it around. Um, Giggy kick is going to improve. Uh, he looked just a little bit chubby. He was a little bit fresh. Uh, I was happy to take him on, especially the way the track was playing. Um, I thought Remark would just get a nice camp just off him, which he did. Uh, yeah. 500 out, I was kind of half confident. I think this is going to explode, but obviously um, just not quite up to this grade. The first up figure of Remark, I just had our old mate Mark Roden's voice dulcet tones ringing in my ear where he was saying, you know, just be wary of these horses that go to a massive PV first up. And that's exactly what it did. It was about four to five lengths superior to anything uh, he had previously done. And he hasn't gone to the same level here. I I think he's just a bit of a a query horse going forward. As you said, like just up against some of these slightly stronger opponents, you just want to see him do it again before being able to back him again. That's just the way that it appeared to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other thing about that horse is he used to. I used. I used to always take up a big market percentage, and he was always yeah. had a had a bad attitude in the parade. So I was always betting against him, and and you know usually getting the results with horses like uh, who was also in this race number two who didn't look ready. Paul Laley, yeah, um, was often you know at a price against Remark, and um, yeah, I think he's got a fair bit of improvement to come, um, which is pretty typical of the Godolphin stable first up. And the Everest winner Geeky Kick last preparation. Jackson and myself, when we were on course in Melbourne, we just kept saying, not quite fit enough, you know, expecting him to be more forward. He wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't there. And then Everest Day, he was spot on. And he was. How, how did he look here? Yeah, he just looked looked a little, a little bit fresh in the yard. You know, I think he had might have had two handlers on him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, just carrying a bit of condition. But, you know, you don't have to be fit to be fast. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't too worried about that. But, yeah, I just just thought with the pattern of the day, he was up against it with um, having to make up, you know, like you know, it's a thousand meters. I just didn't think he could make up eight lengths in the last, you know, four hundred meters to to run past um, Remark. Hopefully, but it wasn't. It was Eduardo. Yep. He has a, he, he he won't know he's lost. Um, no. uh, it was pretty rough if you're on that side of him, and I was kind of pleased that he 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 got beat because I would have felt pretty sick because he was one of my old favourites and um, he was at a backable price here and. Mm. He went past me 250 out and I thought he was winning. Um, and so did, so did my bad pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, race seven, the Canterbury Stakes, 1,300 metres, group one, wait for age. Slow tempo once again, four lengths slow, two to 600. You mentioned horses sitting in the breeze. Well, Imperatriz, the Kiwi favourite, has done so. I'm not sure what she would have traded in the straight, but I imagine she would have been incredibly short. And then Zach Burton, the first of his 
running double group one, Artorias. Eastman should get it to win first start after having three runs overseas. I mean, he's just, he's so good, Zach. He is, mate. And oh, this horse looks amazing in the yard. I was pretty keen on eight and two. My, my folks, they, they they know they're in New Zealand. They they met one of the owners of Imperators and they told me a month ago that this horse, they've, they've planned this race for, for yeah. a long time. And it's going to, it's, and I said to him, well, said to dad on, on Friday, look, it, it gets its chance here. This, this is a pretty weak edition of a group one race. She paraded so good and um, did everything right in the yard. The only possible horse that might have paraded better was Artorias, who I thought, well, this is a get back horse. And, you know, what's he going to do? He's not going to be able to, you know, go around them and swoop mm. around the outside. The only thing he's going to be able to do is, is slice through them. And, two, you know, um, thanks God for the old box exacta we had, which was, was, was something out of it. But, um, 250 out, it was smoking imperatives, went past me. And, you know, I'm not sure what they're going to do with it now. Got it back up in a, in a new market next this week. You know, that would be probably the right race for it, you know, 1200 down the straight. But yeah, it looks like a, a proper stud, this, this Artorias. So what do you, what do you make of it? It's, it's a nice looking horse, isn't it? Yeah. It's such a, I remember seeing it Blue Diamond Day actually when it won. Um, I remember just being a bit shitty with myself afterwards because it and um, Animo were just these two bit atypical two-year-olds. They were a bit taller, sort of a bit leggier, but they had a little bit more, I don't want to say scope because that's just a term that (laughs) everyone uses and it's just nonsense. But they were your, you know, athletic juvenile types, you know, your your 18-year-old footballers who you know are just going to be monsters in a couple of seasons. Um, and that's kind of what Artorias was to, to me on Blue Diamond Day, having its third run after gapping a field at Sandown, then obviously won the race. Um, the trial was so interesting for this, though, because I remember watching the trial with Profondo, which obviously did nothing, but there's mm. been now two winners out of that trial. Hope in Your Heart was fourth, and it was just interesting watching this horse get really scrubbed towards the line with J-Mac on, and it managed to just extend. It was only a small field. Mm. What what is that? It's like oh, it's Artorias. It was just it didn't seem to be the sort of trial that I expected for that horse. So they were clearly planning something a little bit different after having the three starts overseas. Don't know. Maybe maybe he's actually come back and is ready now. I heard a rumor as well about a heavy saddle as well in the in the trials as well. Um, But yeah, you usually want him to trial like Profondo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> on a cot on a cotton thread, Ugh. you know, and yeah, okay, it's people will say it's Zach Purton, but I just do think it's a, it, it is a quality horse. Obviously, he's he's found the gaps, he sliced through, but the horse is, is done it. What what what's he run for the last two hundred? Do you have that handy question without notice? Is it like 11, 4, 11, 11, 3? 11. 28. Ooh, I was gonna say yeah. eleven three. Um yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Um, last 200. So I think Cascadian parade is as good as I've ever seen him first up. He's probably run something like 11.4 or something, 11.5 last 200, I'm going to guess. Not really got punting form open, but his comeback is good as ever. And if he gets a soft track, he's on track for something. Uh, anything else here possibly worth following? Um, Lombardo looked a bit fresh. Um, not sure what we can do with him. Um any other ones who you think any any good? 
I, I'm not saying either way if he's good or not, but what do you make of Golden Mile? Uh, I thought he improved significantly from his first up run. Um, yeah. And I think he's more of a 1,400, 1,600-metre Group two horse, you know, I'd like to see him in a match race with Old Flame. <laughs> They're about the same, you know. Old yeah. Flame looked great. Um, he seems to come up big on our data. I'm not sure what's wrong with him. Um, Converge looked a bit chubby to me. He's, he's only two point six off 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 the off the winner. Um, so maybe Converge is. Um, I think he won this race last year. He, he he might be in for a better prep this time in. Okay, uh, race. Um, eight on the car, the Rand McGuinney's over the mile. Uh, even tempo here, they've gone bang on even. Zero. Zero point zero to the 600. So completely even. And Zach Burton, here he was again, just gave Communist the perfect run in transit. And look, he was strong going through the line. I know he had the perfect run, but geez, the rest of them had their opportunity to beat him and they weren't good enough after Cabin as the favourite, obviously got a bit further back in the field, but um, after being held up, again, appeared to have every chance there over the concluding stages to at least get a bit closer and, you know, at least run into the into the money, so to speak. But, look, you've, uh, you've got a few interesting types here, Communist, Lindemann, Zoo Tiger, Aft Cabin. Um, how good are any of these? I'm not sure they're that good. Um, I, I remember the old man loved Communist that day that Golden Mile beat it in yeah. the, whatever the Bondi is. Um, he was very keen on it. And I said, I ah, can't win it. Set weights. You know, he's totally, you know, Golden Miles will go here. Uh, he looked, he paraded really well, but you know, I, I've got that in my mind, you know, you know, that in my head, he's, he's not a group one horse. Mm. Um, Zach Purton's lifted him. I thought Lindemann really, uh, he was a bet for me. Um, Paraded really, really well. Um, he's come along a long way. Uh, Zoo Tiger, um, exactly the same. He's just just looking parading well. Aft Cabin, um, he looks like a miler, but he might be a twelve hundred meter horse. Um, so he sucked me in. I thought he'd improved again, and it's one of the bets I regret on the day. Um, Aft Cabin, we I think we had three units on him and half a unit on Linderman. So it's a, a very bad race for me. Macalate. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I, I thought it was great last start. Um, maybe I need to watch the replay. You know, it's just, just too painful to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's still just too raw. Yeah. Um, Matilade is a bit sweaty. Um, I, I, I remember Mark Newnham saying he, he might be um, better over 2,000, looking for 2,000. I black booked this cut on a dime. Um been a lot of winners out of his maiden. He, he looks like he belongs here. It's he, it's probably a, a bridge too far. Uh, Manzois looked a bit heavy to me. I think he's he's you know on track for a derby, and um, you know we'll probably you know he'll he'll just take that traditional path to probably Rose Hill Guineas and then the derby, and he might he, he derby might be his his go. Um, Promito, I think he's in big trouble. Um, he might not ever win again in his race. Uh, Hollywood hero might have had enough this time in with old Rachel King on. Um, I'm still going to not forgive it. The overall figure for this race, you said might not be a group one horse for the, for the winner. Um, mm. This is not a group one figure. It's not even close. Uh, out of all the winning figures on the card, it's ranked seventh. So it's a very plain race. They've gone even and they haven't come home with any great mm. speed either. So Big uh, question mark over this race. So I'll uh, I'll live while would have got within the length of them. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Well. 
he's a he's a midway horse. And yeah, well, anyway, uh, that's yeah, they're both mile races. Um, yeah, it's probably the weakest edition in this race in a while. I'm going to say but we like Williamsburg 2.64. I've got him pegged as a wet tracker, he, he, and like needs 2,000 meter and possibly just a Group Three horse. You know, I, th- I think uh, I think we can say. And look, Lindemann was winning a benchmark 78 two weeks ago. Cut on a dime is five and a half lengths off a man of a maiden. Yeah. I think we've both convinced each other. We're both pretty sure that this is this is this is you know, watch at your peril and maybe AFCAB and I'm not sure, maybe they freshen him up and go back to twelve that arrowfield race or something like that. Twelve hundred in the championships. Yeah. Uh I'll put it this way, the group three Phillies and Mares race, race nine, won by Philosophile, zero point six links inferior to the performance of communists. So Look, neither race is good. <laughs> On in terms of pure data, you're just looking at it going, "Well, oh, that's that's not going to be a good grounding for something harder coming up in a few weeks." If there is something harder, but you know, what does it matter? It's one of Group One, and they push on, and it just goes in the bank. It's in the bold font in the book. Yeah. And um, look, we've we've already touched on the Tycoon Evie heartbreak of the last, so we won't go there again. But is there a horse or horses out of this meeting, Rob? something that we haven't touched on that you're happy to follow going forward? I think uh, the Godolphin, I've got a Godolphin trio for you. Okay. Um, we've got the Golden Super favourite. I think I think he, if he draws well, he is definitely the one to beat. Uh, my old girl, Honey Creeper, I think she's on track for the opponent stakes in two weeks' time. Um, you know, she gets a bit of a soft track. We're going to have some hot weather this week, but... Um, I think she's going to be the one to beat. I think she's run really, really nicely here. Be interested in the last, uh, you know, 400, 200 for her. Uh, and Polaly, just just clearly not ready for me. Um, so that just sort of gives a bit of a rounds it out with three uh, Godolphin runners. Um, yeah. Very nice. We'll look forward to what's coming up over the week ahead, which is as I try and procrastinate, as I'm trying to bring up the races coming up for this Saturday, they include Kensington this Wednesday and then Rose Hill for the Coolmore Classic Group 1. You've also got the Ajax or Ajax uh, Varlap Stakes, two Group 2s and heaps of Group 3s in the card. Good, good, good. good. So it'll be good to get back to Rose Hill because I can't get cracker, you know, and as for Kenzo, that's been a very, very, it's been a graveyard for me the last couple of meetings. So, um, treading warily, um, you know, just, just, just do, do, do some rehab. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get myself, get myself right for Wednesday. Uh, got to get in the sea. Uh, got to, you know, got to do all sorts of things to, um, sort of purge the last, uh, you know, day and a half of punting. It's been, um, it's been trying. It's never ending race day, as I always say. That's it, and I've got to reset. So I'll reset, and um, you know I'll look forward. I'm sure by the time Tuesday night, Wednesday morning comes around, I'll, I'll get that little bit of a butterflies and spring my step and get out there again. People only say never-ending race day when they lose, though. So that's the only the only cold comfort, moral victory, as I like to say. Uh, that's I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, only, you, only, you only lose when you permanently self-exclude. <laughs> oh, indeed. All right, and on that note. Uh, Thanks again, Rob. We'll catch up next Monday. We'll review Rose Hill. Uh, Until then, go well. Cheers, Pete.